0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 364th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. Will is here. Hello, Will.
1: Hello. I'm a huge fool. I'm assuming you want to know why I'm a fool. Uh, Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So when I was in high school and I used to bring my lunch to school, I always used to bring a bottle of Perrier because I was a fancy boy. And... (laughs) I, I guess that has started my lifelong obsession with fancy waters, and when I was at the grocery store today, I don't know if you've seen this, but you know Voss water is from Norway, the homeland, my yes. homeland, yes. my yeah. grandfather. I have a
2: Voss water bottle next to me. Right Voss. I'm, I'm a,
1: you got that nice glass. Yeah. Ones, right? You got yeah, it's real nice. So they sell, now they sell, because you know I was on the sparkling ice kick.
2: Correct, which I'm not sold, but go on.
1: Well, I tried a bubbly, wasn't wasn't impressed with that either. But with Voss, you can get Voss sparkling with fruit flavors. I got a box of Voss tangerine lemongrass for over six dollars for four bottles.
2: <laughs> Ooh! I mean, you get I'm the out. glass
1: bottles. Get the yeah, glass bottles.
2: I mean, apart yeah. from having it to show that I am fancy, what am I gonna do with a
0: glass Voss bottle?
1: Fundamentally, it tastes exactly like Perrier.
0: It's dangerous. Which you can get the pool. for less.
1: It's dangerous by the pool. Yeah, you you can't bring glass bottles in the pool area. What pool am I going to? Pools are for... uh, What do they call them? Toddlers to pee in. That's not for Will Anderson. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh.
2: I mean, no, but... Okay. Uh, Greg's here. I am here as well. I have an empty Voss water bottle next to me. That's the extent of it.
0: Uh, I don't like Voss.
2: I like bubbly. It's like I like bubbly cuz it's enough flavor for the price point. Like I'm not I'm not here for your $6 for four bottles. I'm not living for it. I'm here to get my It
0: has art on the glass. If I'm okay? getting any expensive water, it's going to be smart water.
2: Ugh, smart no. water is
0: not
1: expensive water. Smart water is
0: cheap water.
2: Yeah, <laughs> smart water's tap water that they waved a diploma at. No, isn't smart, smart water just yeah. dis- no?
0: Isn't smart water <laughs> like
2: distilled water? Isn't that the It's,
1: it's tap water they sprinkled salt into. Yeah, now our are is.
2: is
0: You put salt, salt on water. anything. I'm in.
2: True. I mean, Salty. I'm usually in, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a smart water boy either. I, you know, I have my. I'm mad though. I will say this. Bubbly had. Two summer flavors, watermelon and pineapple. And it said it said limited time only. I did not understand that limited time only meant two weeks. I thought it meant wow. the summer.
1: Wow. They're so, gone. Well, They're can, nowhere to be found. I cannot find bubbly in the supermarket. Where where? What section is it? Target? In? Well, I don't go to Target.
2: That's your problem. Well, that's your first problem. You should always go to Target. Shop local. Shop Target.
1: Shop local. <laughs> it is local.
2: Mm. It's local to me. It's based here, my community <laughs> local store. I can't help if they've branched out into your areas. Is a local? I support my local community. I shop at Target. Also, I know like fifty people that work at Target. Anyways, it's always over by the like the sparkling water section, like where your Dasani's are. Yeah, and yeah. your
0: it's always by other... the Dasani.
2: And I your was... lo- LaQuoi. I was gonna go won. to
1: Target for something recent. Oh, bed sheets. So maybe Ooh, I'll Target look does for have some good bubbly. bed sheets. Well, they have bed sheets. I don't care about the quality so much.
2: I mean, somebody who's sharing that bed with you might care. Well,
1: once again, not so, a no, real issue. It's just you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, trust me, my cat don't care.
2: Mm. Well, you, you don't know. Ask.
0: Speaking of sharing the bed, we got some Pokemon news today. <laughs>
2: that was that was
0: smooth thank you that was thank you we have a couple articles here we have an interview with uh masuda off uh pokemon.com actually that we didn't talk about last week we got some pokemon go stuff harry potter wizards unite came out so we're gonna talk a little bit about that i think it's important i got issues i think it's important to talk about the third game niantic has made especially since niantic's second game pokemon go makes about two million dollars a day.
2: Oh, I also discovered that I still apparently have Ingress on my phone.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. is it
2: sending me updates. And I, I don't know where it is on my phone. I hid it somewhere. But it's apparently on there, so I have all three I have all three Niantic products on my phone. Nice. You should be a fanboy. I'm Sh- not.
0: Sure, Niantic is very excited.
2: <laughs> they are for the money I don't spend.
0: Let's kick off the Pokemon news here. Uh oh, and we're also going to um we're going to kick off with some TCG news, but uh, we are going to
2: <laughs> reluctantly touch upon
0: the national the controversy.
2: Yes. Controversy. Controversy. Well, uh, last
0: week's episode was purposeful. Uh, not that we we didn't have more than enough to talk about. I think uh, last week's episode ended up being about two hours long. I think we ended up recording for about two and a half hours uh, So I did cut a half hour, not like, I didn't cut like a half hour chunk, it's just like you cut, you know, a minute here, a minute there, cut all my bad jokes, and then you have an episode. Yep. Uh, But we are going to talk a little bit about the National Decks, I think, been a little over two weeks now, I think uh, people have, you know, formed their opinions and they're, gonna, they're not going to change, and I don't think us talking about it is going to change anyone's opinions, but I think at least people are a little less aggressive than they were two weeks ago. Uh, which is kind of what we were trying to avoid. Uh, we want people to come to the show and enjoy it and laugh and be s- informed and not <laughs> <laughs> and not feel like that they're coming to the show and, and feeling like uh, you know they were late on a homework assignment and their teacher's going to chew them out. So That's how I feel every week. Oh,
2: yeah, perfect. well, you actually have a homework assignment. <laughs> True. (laughs) (laughs) Which I always say for the last minute, too. You are a bad student, Will Anderson.
0: Yeah,
1: That's the first time that's ever been said of me, so I feel like I've achieved something.
0: Yeah.
2: Slackers unite.
0: This is off uh, Pokemon.com. New Pokemon GX from the Pokemon TCG Sun and Moon Unified Minds expansion. Uh, This uh, expansion will release August 2nd, and it will have uh, 230 cards. That's is not that, so bad. That sounds like
2: a lot.
1: Nah, 300 yeah. something's a lot.
2: Uh, well, I... Well, it says say over 230, so is it like 231? Yeah, probably. Like, no, because like, they
1: always have the secret rares, so they never tell you how many of those there are because they're uh, secret.
2: So the last... Could there, could there be 70 secret rares? There could be.
1: Mm, no, but there's been times where there's been like up to 10, I think.
0: The the last set was Unbroken Bonds, which is a very good set. Um, As we're talking about this, the uh, Pokemon North America International Championships are going on right now, but Unbroken Bonds had 210 cards, Uh, so this is 230, at least 230 cards. The TCG rotation will happen on August 15th, which we've talked about before. Uh, Worlds begins on August 16th, so they are actually rotating a bunch of cards out. The day before Worlds. It's all, it's, ver- it's very messy, but an exciting time to play the TCG. I think uh, going into the top eight, there was um, seven unique decks. Uh, the only one that was repeated, I think, is two people were re- using Zekaram Pikachu tag team. So I guess that's a good sign. I, well, ideally, How many
1: Placephalons were there?
0: Uh, one. Oh. And there was no Charizard Reshiram in the top eight. Wow. Oh, wow. That's unexpected. I did see,
2: I did tune in, I watched it on YouTube, and I de- did see somebody using Catterday. Yes. There and is I still a... had no idea what, what was going on, because <laughs> I don't think they did very well, or they did very well, I don't know. I fell asleep.
0: There's a Catterday deck in the top eight. Um, yeah, Except cat. it's not really Catterday, <laughs> it is a Persian, uh, it's Persian GX. So, it is the Meowth from Ketterday, but they, they're they not using Ketterday. It's oh. Persian GX, Zoroark GX, and then Dugong. Dugong, gong, gong. It's not much news here. Uh, I mean, you can look at all the cards that are available in Japanese, uh, but they're featuring in this set Ro- uh, Rowlet and Alolan Executor GX. Jira- I'm in
2: love with the art on that card right it's now. Th- I'm just going to say right now. Very good. Rowlet is so great in that card. Like I, I love it.
0: Uh, Jirachi GX and Nagandadel GX are the cards they're featuring. So, the America release sets, or I should say the worldwide release sets minus Japan, have become these Goliaths of 200 plus cards, which is uh, funny because we talked about how Detective Pikachu was such a fun set to collect because it was only 18 cards. <laughs> and, a, <laughs> and a lot of people that, you know, normally don't collect cards, I saw collecting. The Detective Pikachu set because it was so, it was in reach. And not to bring up uh, Dex completion early, but I feel like a lot of people completed the Sun and Moon Pokedex because it was only 300 Pokemon. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon was 400 Pokemon, and that's way more obtainable than completing a Pokedex where it's like, hey, 800 Pokemon, (laughs) and you need. About 30 games... No, you don't need, like, 30 games. I think with X and Y, you just needed X and Y and Omega Ruby to complete that dex with maybe Maybe. an exception of... Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I think the problem here is that Japan loves their sets, and they love putting out sets almost every month, and because the uh, the Worldwide is on a three-month basis of getting these cards, uh, they have to do three months of sets in one, plus if japan does decide to print two sets in a month of like oh we're gonna print a 15 set booster pack okay now we have to con- take these into consideration and figure that out so i uh, if you're a tcg player i'm sure you know you don't really care about collecting the whole set you just care about what are the 20 good cards from these 230 that are going to be good enough to keep in my decks going forward but
1: yeah um, I mean, that's what i was going to say was it's, it's 230 cards maximum 30 of them are good usable cards and 200 of them are earn them trash. <laughs> <laughs> is that why I have to buy a new Vanguard set every month? Yes. Because of Japan. Dad. Yes. Does Vanguard
2: do why real I can't get into TCG. Well, in Japan?
1: Uh Vanguard does much better in Japan than it does in the US. Okay, okay,
0: okay. Uh well, it is because of the consistent cost every 3 months? Uh it's because it's a superior trading card game. Oh no, I was like I was asking Greg, <laughs> he said yeah, he couldn't yes. get into TCG. Yeah,
2: it's like okay, so one is generally not the Pokemon that I'm uh, that I like, and it's a consistent cost. Like it's expensive, and then like every three months, it's okay. Well, you can't use that anymore. You well, gotta no, use no, no, this. No.
0: <laughs> Usually, cards are good for about two years.
2: Still, but that, I mean, but okay. They're good until the next set comes out, and then...
0: no, yeah, because the meta shifts. The meta meta uh, shifts, so you have to... Some cards get better, some cards get worse. Like, Blacephalon was pretty not great, and now it's one of the better cards.
2: I was watching the TCG International thing, and is it basically search your deck the game? Because there wasn't a moment that they weren't constantly looking through their deck to pull out what they wanted.
0: Yes. Pokemon. Which sort of
2: seems like... Why is this even a card game? Because basically all you do is search your deck for the cards you want. It's no longer Heart of the Cards. Where's my Heart of the Cards?
1: Vanguard. Um, come over to Vanguard.
0: You know, I haven't seen some Yu-Gi-Oh play in a while. But yes, Pokemon... Uh, I had a Magic the Gathering player explain this to me. He played Legacy and he was actually top 8 in the United States. So he said that the reason he didn't like Pokemon was because it is it requires you to go into your deck every single turn. And if you're not going into your deck and you're not looking at as many cards as possible, you're losing. Which I guess is not the case for magic. And I can't really speak Yeah,
2: no. For magic. It's not. I mean I've watched a lot of magic too. And I will say that every time I watch anybody play Pokemon, it seems like all all you're doing, literally every turn, is searching for the cards that you want. Like it's not even Like, there's only, the only luck in it at all or balancing factor is whether or not you get the ability to do that every turn. And if you miss a turn of doing that, you've basically lost, which is just (laughs) wild from a TCG. It's just wild to me that the, that the game itself is build 60 cards that you will search through your card deck every time to find the cards that you actually want. And the rest is filler. Because I only ever see, like, five cards played, and then it's like, oh, and they've taken seven prizes, and you're done. It's like, what just happened? They searched their card deck. Why did... And then they shuffle it. Why? Why are you even bothering to shuffle? You are literally going to search it the next turn. <laughs> There's no reason to shuffle.
0: Yeah, the uh, the big card that's getting rotated out is a Mar Shadow card with an ability called Let Loose. And so what the ability does is if you play Marshadow from your hand onto your deck, both players have to shuffle their hands into their deck and draw four cards, which is very punishing because if the four cards you draw, if none of those cards give you the ability to go into your deck and find more cards, you are at a huge disadvantage and people hate this card because it's a Pokemon so it's very easy to search for using an Ultra Ball or any other type of Pokeball. Um, it's easy to search for by using a Pokemon's ability. Uh, it doesn't count as a supporter card or a trainer card. Um, so this card is one of the cards that people are very excited about the rotation because it it it's a card that cripples decks. It cripples the ability to have a good comeback or to stay in the game because, like I said, if you're not... Consistently searching your deck every single turn—you are losing.
2: That is just wild to me. That is just the wildest.
1: I mean, that's way just to that, play TCG. It, that's, that's Pokemon, right?
2: That's I guess
1: po- Pokemon does not change gameplay as frequently as Magic does. So it just, yeah, kind of like stagnates I, the GX on that
0: stuff. Is pretty different. It's it's a lot of high risk, high reward, right? I mean, you can choose not to play. GX's and you're playing uh a little bit more safer, right? Because you know, if somebody knocks out one of your G X they're they've halfway there to winning. Or is it they knock out one of your non G X they're one sixth the way they're winning.
2: So was it always this way, or is this sort of search your deck new to
0: Well, no, 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 no. It's been this way for quite yes. some time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's been this way since I started playing. So there used to be a card. That people either loved or hated. Uh, I'm sure all of you have played black and white. There's a very prominent character in that game called N. Uh, They turned him into a card, of course, because the games influenced the cards and whatnot. And N had... uh, uh, Its card was... If you play it, each person shuffles their hands into their deck. Sounds familiar, right? Uh, And you draw cards based on how many prizes you have left so if your opponent is winning and they have one prize left which means they need to knock out one pokemon to win they end up drawing one card and if you're losing and you have six prizes which means you haven't knocked out a single pokemon you draw six cards now as you can see at the end of the game if your opponent is drawing one card and you're drawing six and that opponent didn't draw a card that helps them draw more cards they start to Say the words pass, pass. Okay, I'm passing. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: And you, there's been countless amounts of games. Uh, I've won games like this. Will's won games like this. Irene, when she played competitively, uh, won games like this where your opponent needs to knock out one Pokemon. You end them down to one and then you win the game because they will never, because they've wasted all their good cards at the beginning of the game. And since they cannot draw new cards fast enough, they just end up losing. <laughs> so the Pokemon world rejoiced when that card got uh, finally after, well, it was in format for almost six, seven years. Yep. Oh my gosh. Wow. Before they rotated that one out.
1: See, and people complain about Vanguard because the meta shifts pretty much every month. And I'm like, you could be living that Pokemon life. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this, the, uh, I can't do TCGs. I can't. I can't. Oh, just wait like, till I move
1: to Minneapolis, Greg. Here, I will get look, you in all the cute TCG guys. Look, oh, I already know. Yeah.
2: I already know some cute TCG guys. And why aren't they you don't introducing me, me to them? Because you're not here. <laughs> also, enough. also, Robert and Cameron play. So true, true. I will. I will happily send you over there. <laughs> I will run all of your RPGs for you.
1: Oh, let me extol on the virtues of Magic: The Gathering Commander format. Heck yeah! I mean, that is my vibe.
2: There is like a Magic: The Gathering like five card party set thing that I was like, oh, I'd buy that and that'd be fun to break out every once in a while. Because I, I have played Magic. I do find it interesting, but my reluctance to sink a lot of time and energy. Like, I already pay a lot of money out to hobbies uh, and adding a card game where I'm buying packs and uh, like, it's, it's, it's oh, a No, no,
1: no. no. I see. know how obsessive and I And boxes
0: and binders. Command-
1: Mm-mm. Commander's a singleton format. You only buy one of any card that you need.
0: Mm. What about digital Pokemon? Where you I'm don't have getting- to worry about any of that.
1: PTCGO? Yeah. Heck no! The packs I get for free I can't trade, and then I got to buy physical packs to get the codes for the packs that I can trade. Heck no!
2: <laughs> I mean, I have looked at KeyForge, but again, I can't.
1: Like Ooh, Key I know that's Forge. a
2: that's a it's all bad. All <laughs> Let of these me things buy you tempting. some
1: KeyForge decks.
2: <laughs> well, when you come here and we go to the game center, the you'll see the people who make it and all the stuff that they have. Like for a while there, I was doing the Star Wars Destiny dice game. And that quickly frustrated me because it's like, okay, all of the good dice like booster packs don't necessarily come with the dice and like it's such a like it's such a money thing and uh, Yes. Rather, let's get back to basic principles.
1: Yeah. These companies are in business to make money for yeah. their shareholders. I and can. I have met the developer of Keyforge. I was in an elevator. I had a Pokeball Plus in my hand. He tried to shake my hand and I felt like a big old fool because I went to take his <laughs> hand and I had a Pokeball plus sitting that's there the, buzzing away.
0: That's the power play right there.
2: Yeah, that's a well uh, maybe. <laughs> that's a I'm a true I'm a true geek power player. That's what that is. Now, I I mean I get I get how they're fun and that's why I think they're very dangerous for me because then it's like I can easily topple into that world. And there are so many places that play them around here and I know all the people that play them and I just I absolutely can't. I just can't. Despite Despite valiant efforts of my friends, I, I have a hard no on the TPS. I need to eat. Plus, the Final Fantasy fourteen expansion's coming. I I don't have time. I gotta I gotta play
0: that. Speaking of eating, this is off yes. uh, JapanToday dot com. Long-awaited Pokemon Cafe to open in Osaka on September twentieth. After Japan's first Pokemon Cafe opened up in Tokyo last year, uh, next to the Metropo- Metropo- metro area, <laughs> the se- <laughs> second, uh, near the second Pokemon Center Megastore, a second one is now opening in Osaka, which is nowhere near Tokyo. But uh, the new Pokemon K- Cafe, which is coupled with a new Pokemon Center Meg- DX Megastore, will be in uh, Shin... Sebashi, one of the biggest shopping areas in osaka i think i actually said that city right sounded right uh through the kansai metropolis po- metro area i don't know why i'm struggling with words today it's no different than any other day no nah. already has a pokemon center adjacent to osaka station i've been to this one uh it's not a mega store so the new pokemon center dx will be bringing different a different pokemon experience to the area Plus, these new stores are supposed to be on a different scale. One is for visitors. For one, visitors will be graded by three giant statues of Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres, the legendary birds from the original games. The statues will apparently be life-size and measure up to two meters. Um, so far, there isn't a lot of information about the Pokemon Center yet, but we do know it will be ready for business on September 20th, and will be both in the ninth floor of the uh, Daimura Sin- Shin... Sabashi Shopping Center. So if you live in Osaka, start saving up. Now, is this the Pokemon Center that's all black? No, no that one is being oh, okay. in uh, Shinjuku. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. This is the, I love talking about this kind of stuff because I've been to Japan now, and so I can picture where these things are going to be and where they're supposed to go.
2: Um, I'm assuming these pictures on Japan today are concept art.
0: Yes, I think so. Because so,
2: otherwise, they're already haunted by children ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I i flew
0: into osaka osaka is very different than tokyo for one they stand on the uh they stand on the i think the right side of the escalators and everywhere else in japan stands on the left side of the escalators
1: hmm i've heard osaka is known for its food culture uh yes
0: i've heard that too that is what i've also heard uh so i did go to the first pokemon center uh which is near uh osaka station it is in a mall uh how about one-fourth of the floor is dedicated to the pokemon center uh and then right next to it is like a clothing store and then below it is like one-fourth of the floor is dedicated to hello kitty and friends but it is in your standard like 10 floor mall um that's the first time where i met andrew our japanese correspondent (laughs) (laughs) so he uh he lives well i've met andrew in chicago but uh that was the first time i met him in japan but he lives near osaka so uh he took us to the osaka pokemon center i also went to the pokemon cafe which is in tokyo uh so that is connected to the mega dx store which is the one i think is the coolest pokemon center that you should all go to if you're in tokyo osaka is like three to four hours away via bullet train so they're not exactly close but, uh that downtown area they're talking about, so this is what i, I was thinking about this the other day because I knew we were going to talk about this, but, like, I would say that okay, so will's going to hate this analogy right away, but oh, here we go, but I would say you like, don't know me Tokyo <laughs> Tokyo is very New York, and um Osaka is like very Chicago, whereas like obviously Tokyo is like way, way bigger um. As of like a bustling city, but Chicago's like slightly smaller than New York. Um, but still like that bustling city as well.
1: I mean, that's reasonable. I think Chicago's also known for its food culture, which New York isn't necessarily known as much for.
0: And so the uh Shinshibashi station uh reminds me a lot of just like Fifth Ave, if you've ever been to Fifth Ave in Chicago, where it's just a billion people uh no one is like driving well if you are driving it's probably because you own like a 7 million dollar condo down there and you're driving your very expensive car to your condo but it's just a lot of stores like open bright lights like people moving in and out uh it's uh, gave me a very like oh this is this is like a almost like a nightlife kind of, kind of feel of just being out late shopping and stuff i really like osaka i think it's a cool city but now I'm excited if I go back to Japan. There will be two Pokemon Centers to go to. More ways to spend your money. It's, it's not cheap. <laughs> That's for sure. Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about... We have a, a little bit of Pokemon Go news, very light this week. And then we're going to talk about Harry Potter. And then we can get into all the Sword and Shield stuff. So we will be right back.
1: Leg tube, leg tubes, tube, leg tubes, leg tube, leg tubes,
0: tube warmers, socks. 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 The phrase "leg tube" might be good, right? The phrase "leg tube" might be. Mm. Leg tubes, leg tube,
1: leg tubes, tube, leg tubes, leg tube, leg tubes. Leg tubes. Tube warmers, but then they're just leg tubes, I guess.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And we are back from our break. All right. This is uh, off PokemonGoLive.com. Research, breakthrough, new spin to form, and EX raid updates. Trainers, we are excited to share a few new field research rewards and EX raids from July 1st. To September 1st, Latias, Latios, Kroger, and Groupon will be available during Ooh. Research Breakthrough Encounters. Spinda will be sporting a new panda... Uh, uh, sorry. Spinda will be... A new panda. A new panda. Spinda will be sporting a new pattern, which will be available in field research, and if you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny one. Which is very weird that they're doing this, I guess.
2: What Was the... Heart one also potentially shiny. No, it, it's
0: it, just so the heart one had shiny assets. Oh, uh, but, but it it didn't was, get released, it did not get released. Okay. Uh, EX raid updates starting on June 23rd, 2019, at 8 a.m. Players who receive EX raid passes will encounter speed form deoxys in EX. This will start the three month rotation of speed deoxys. So the other ones have lasted three months. Uh, we can cautiously assume that this will also last three months. Uh, which I think makes sense, because I think Mewtwo rotated out in early October, because then they did Mewtwo's in all r- yeah. raids. So who knows if they're going to do Deoxys in all raids. Um, and I guess we don't particularly know what would be next. Uh, it could possibly be Ar- Arceus or Arceus, however you want to say it. Yeah, It could be Regigigas. Possibly, mm, I mean, be. it doesn't have true, to be true. a mythical Pokemon. Mewtwo is not mythical. Maybe Reggie. I don't know. I guess maybe Reggie Gigas makes more sense first. I feel like uh, they save. I don't know. They save the God of all Pokemon for maybe something a little something bit important, a little bit more important than just like the next rotation. But who knows?
2: I mean, do you think they would save it for a Go Fest thing? Like, do you think it's that important?
0: Uh, I think they would save it for specifically a Japanese GoFest. Yeah. Um, They saved Mewtwo for a Japanese GoFest. I mean, so everyone remembers the disaster that was the first Pokemon GoFest, but a lot of people didn't really catch or, you know, I guess I'm talking about Americans, but in Japan they did Mewtwo at their to end their Pikachu outbreak where they invited people to a stadium and they had a huge countdown on the stadium and there was three gyms and those three gyms... Uh, unveiled Mewtwo and people in the stadium were able to catch it. Uh so I could see them doing it for this. And then obviously of course Mewtwo was available in EX afterwards, but who knows. I mean, ideally lore-wise, you're supposed to have the three other Reggies before you get Regigigas.
2: Yeah, I don't know how they True. would do that though. Like, I don't know how they would like verify that you have the Reggies when you walk up to the raid or get like the raid invite like because now that ex rates can be shared, you can't, I can't share it with you. You don't have the three reggies.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I don't know how they do that.
1: Then again, lore can go right out the window.
0: It, you know, yeah, Pokemon sure. Go rewrote all the lore now. So, all right, let's talk about some Sword and Shield stuff. So this, I'm again, I'm not, I'm not gonna pull. Uh, I'm not gonna read the entire article. That's too much. This is off June thirteenth. We did talk about last week uh, the U.S. gamer stuff that was in the show notes. Um, so if you did not read that article or you're interested, that came out on, uh, September 12th. This came out on September 13th. This is literally right off Pokemon.com. An interview with Masuda and Omori. Uh, tell us about the Galar region. Uh, for the record, Pokemon.com is asking these questions. What is the inspiration about the new region? Why did you feel like this would be a good setting for the Pokemon uh, for the next big Pokemon adventure, Omori says the Galar region is based on the UK. So there you go. I wanted to get that off the table. I think we all oh, knew confirmed. that. But,
1: confirmed. But
0: there you go. Uh, but this is the more important. And it's, it's, uh, it's, the Galar region is based in the UK and it ties back into the, th- the theme of the game, which is strength. There are a lot of legends in the UK of giants and whatnot, and we're trying to convey that in these games.
2: Uh, that's interesting. Like, that's really interesting to me, because that, like, like given that that's what they were going for, like, Dynamax makes more sense. Like, Dynamax now seems more on theme than it did, like, when they just showed it.
0: Yeah, Uh true. And we haven't seen since that very, very, very first trailer, before E3, but the giant uh, creature carved the, into the side the of the mountain. hill carving, yeah. Uh, Pokemon.com, creating an entirely new region sounds like a daunting task. How long does it take to develop a new region? What goes into planning? Omori says, It really depends on the game, but development can go on for quite some time. Specifically with Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, we began the conceptual phase immediately after wrap-up of Pokemon Sun and Moon. The The concept phase took about a year, then we moved on to full production. All of that, along with debug phase, took about three years, so they've been working on these games for three years and Keep in mind, we think we've talked about this last week, but these games were kind of slated for last year until yeah um, game Freak told their investors that oh, they're not going to make it this year <laughs> i would I would assume building a brand new engine and starting from scratch is is pretty daunting. I wonder if they're going to fix that egg issue that they have. Egg I issue.
2: Hope so. <laughs> What's the egg issue?
0: The egg issue is like the the game in Sun and Moon determines when the shiny is going to appear. So people like people will uh, cheat the system by using Magikarp because it's way easier to, way easier to breed Magikarp. So, for example, if you if you save the game, this is this is a really bad and very quick explanation. The too long didn't read is let's say. You save the game. You start breeding Magikarp, and the fifteenth Magikarp ends up being shiny. Then you breed fourteen Magikarp, and then you switch the Magikarp out at before fifteen with a different Pokemon, and then that Pokemon is shiny. Because well, how like, do you the, know it's gonna be the fifteenth? Because you you do it with all the Magikarp, and then you reset, and then you do it again.
2: Because the, oh. the game determines
0: the shiny when you put. The two and the I don't uh, yeah it's it,
2: yeah it's it's complicated but it it is a way to cheat the system.
0: So like, I could have been
1: doing that yes. for my cutie flies.
2: You could have been, but you didn't.
0: Except Whomp. I don't know. Except one, you have a you still have you still have a bunch of magic carp to throw away. Two, is it really I have a that bunch much
1: of
2: cutie flies to throw away?
1: <laughs>
0: you
2: have a bunch of cutie flies to wonder trade away.
0: Yeah, but okay. So if you're breeding for like, so if you don't care about egg moves and you don't care about like. IVs Unless I don't know Unless you move them in a way Where the IVs move over I I feel like if you're going to Just take Just take more steps You have Flame body You have Roto hatch It literally does not Take that much longer Between like a magic carp And or like a Mareep egg Nah And plus like If you're going to If you're going to breed Pick <laughs> Pick the pokeball Pick the nature Get your egg moves You might as well do The hog ham yeah. Of the situation
2: if you're gonna no. do it, all do it.
1: I just want it to be shiny. That's all I yeah. want. And I hatch six eggs a day, and still no shiny.
2: I I've been watching,
0: and then you take all your rejects and you trade them to your friends, and they're really happy because they get six IVs, and they can then start yep. putting them in the oh. daycare, and then they do all them so- my
1: all my cutie flies are very top IV cutie flies, one hundred percent true.
0: I I like to wonder trade them. Woo. We see that you're holding these large plush versions of Pokemon Sword and Shield first partner Pokemon. What is the thought process behind creating new first partner Pokemon? Are they designed as first partners from the start, or do you, you do do you design multiple new Pokemon and then decide which ones will be first partners? The way the Pokemon process works is entirely different in each game, but in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield uh, process, we had our planners and can concept designs work out and come up with some settings for these first three partner Pokemon that will be in the game. They created a text file with the thoughts of what that would be. Then we worked with our artists and designers to come up with the designs that would fit the concept. From the beginning, Scorebunny, Grookey, and Sobble were designed to be the first these games' first starter Pokemon. That was such a <laughs> vague answer of how yeah, they do Yeah, it was real
2: vague. We did a thing, and then we decided. So, that's how it happened. Alright.
1: Look, you can't you can't cut it open and look at the guts. You you got, just got to enjoy the mystery.
2: Uh, he... Don't look too closely. How the sausage?
1: Exactly, delicious sausage.
0: How do you define the individual characters of each Pokemon? The first, the new first partner Pokemon, for example, seem to be pretty defined personalities. Omori says one of the things that sets Pokemon apart. From other character brands is that we don't set out to design Pokemon to be characters themselves. Instead, they're supposed to be these living creatures that are believable as existing in their own environment. Like Wulu, for example. You can picture that living on uh, on its own in the wild like an animal would. But it is, is as italicized, a bit yeah. different than the first partner Pokemon. We do try to infuse them with a fixed personality. For example, Sobble is kind of a crybaby Pokemon. When others might be more active or excitable. In general, they're designed to be believable living creatures, but we try to create more fixed personalities for the first partner Pokemon. That's interesting, because if you like yeah, think back really for Snivy, it's very smugly smug. Yeah, get old smugly, the best.
2: Like, the personality that we attribute the Gen One starters came more from the anime than from the game.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and that's why I was thinking, like, we always refer to them as, like, Ash's Squirtle and Ash's, you know, it's not just, that's that's kind of what they're trying to get across. It's like, you know, you can't say, like, Mickey Mouse and then think of, like, a thousand other mice out there. That's, like, no, Mickey Mouse is very specific to who it is, but with a Squirtle, it's like each Squirtle is its own unique being, and you put into it what you want to put into it.
2: Yeah, I feel like Gen One and Gen Two relied very heavily on the anime. Although I feel like Totodile and Crystal when it got an anime, like when they finally got animations, I think more of the personality started coming out. Yeah, and then like from then on, they designed more towards personality. But I think it's hard to say that Gen One had personality outside of what we saw in the anime. And then once the anime was done, like they've been assigned those personalities. And I think future designs have changed them a little bit to be to match more of what happened in the anime.
0: Uh, now that you mentioned it, Wooloo, which has recently been revealed, uh, Pokemon seems to be extremely popular with fans. Are you ever surprised of which Pokemon the public seems to latch onto? Omori says, when we were developing the new Pokemon, Wooloo was just another Pokemon that was there in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> the ba- Got the Basculin of Sun and Shield. <laughs> I always thought it was cute, but it definitely caught me uh, uh, by surprise of how popular it became and how much fans embraced it. Well, give it, well, a, give it a year. It'll become a Centrant.
2: <laughs> I, know, I know one Zigzagoon fan, so exactly one.
0: What did you learn about the Nintendo Switch during development of Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee during the development of Pokemon Sword and Shield? Omori says, well, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee were our first full Pokemon games, game projects that we developed for the Nintendo Switch. And it was almost some, some sort of research project for us to, learning how to develop for the system. Uh, we did learn a lot of things that we were able to use. From, pro, uh, from a programming perspective, we were able to use a very similar code base when we were working on Sword and Shield. Without having made those games, we probably wouldn't have been able to deliver Sword and Shield at this time. There were different teams working on those games, but we were able to use a lot of what we learned. Pokemon then follows up and says, what elements do you feel are essential to a core Pokemon RPG? Masuda goes, Pokeballs, and then laughs.
2: (laughs) That's every game.
0: I mean, he's not wrong.
2: I mean, yeah, he's not wrong. Wait a minute.
1: Except for Pokemon Ranger, where there are no Pokeballs.
2: Not a main game. Not
0: a core no. RPG. Not a uh, core RPG. You
1: know, maybe in your universe.
0: Amori laughs. That's a little broad. Let me think of something. Uh, one of the things I always put a lot of focus on is the feeling of growing alongside your Pokemon throughout an adventure. I think that is pretty core to the series. Masuda then follows up and goes, one of the things about Pokemon in general is that wild Pokemon start out as, they start out, uh, They they sort of are like enemies, but you can catch them. Then they become your friends. So we want to make sure that the Pokemon never come off across as too evil. They're just not bad guys. They can also be your friend. Having that kind of relationship, I think, is key to the series.
2: I've never thought about that. That's, wow. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. From a design perspective, like, now even like, even like Hydreigon is not, you know, super terrifying. Uh, like, it's, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, even like Beyblades, Hydra uh, again, and black and white is pretty- Beyblades? I can't remember his name. He looks like a Beyblade <laughs> character, though. <laughs> People who, who haven't <gasps> know what a Beyblade character looks like. Oh, oh my gosh. They have. Yeah, you do. You do. It's like, a, do. It's like headband, sh- like bright yellow shorts, gloves.
1: Sure. Okay.
0: Uh, then sort of the Pokemon says, and then sort of an inverse of that, what traditional elements do you feel can give a new spin in these core RPGs? Amori says, one example of how you encounter wild Pokemon. It was always random encounters, and we did a lot of experimentation on ways we could change that up a bit. Then we tried encountering Pokemon that you see walking around the field. Then in Pokemon Sword and Shield, we landed on this kind of hybrid system. Masuda goes on...
2: Vindicated. I'm vindicated.
0: Masuda goes on and says, a lot can change. Every new game that we're thinking of in of the era in which games are going to be released and who they're going to be and who the target audience is going to be. So depending on that, who we're trying to make these games appealing for can change every time. Amori goes. It can also it can be somewhat as small as being able to use the right stick to move freely in the can move the camera freely in the wild area. That was something that hasn't been done in a Pokemon game before. There was a lot of debate internally. About if we should let people control the camera. We tried it out and we decided that it was something we wanted to include in this game. That's an example of meeting the needs of the time. It's, be- it's just because it's so normal for games now to allow you to control the camera. Players are so used to that, so we felt that it would work well here.
1: Did they just say that not every Pokemon game is designed for every human being on this planet to enjoy? Yeah. Kind of what they said. Kind of. Hmm, uh, interesting.
2: I, th- I mean, I, I think. It's much more that they're saying, we have to look at where modern games are and the audience, the largest audience and how they interact with games now. So I think it's not like we pick this game for (laughs) 10-year-olds. But I think it's, this is what is common in the field. This is what players are used to being able to do. This is sort of where the market is and where expectations are. And they change in design to that. So that's a way of them saying that you know, a game that worked in 98 would not work now. Because audience expectations are different. Yes, How people interact with games are different. And the, you know, Pokemon Gen 20 will be vastly different than Gen 8.
0: (laughs) I 100% agree with Greg, and I actually think that if Sword and, sorry, if if Sun and Moon came out earlier, there would probably be less complaints about the hand-holding system uh and i i think they i think at one point they said that game was being developed took like 3 years for that game to develop but i think with with when probably when they were making the game and being like okay we should probably have a better onboarding process in a game that has you know 800 plus pokemon um and 700 plus moves and 600 abilities we should probably yeah. onboard new players better but then i think the dynamic of gaming Uh, changed to the point where we were getting games like Dark Souls and um, just uh, a lot of roguelikes, just a lot of games that don't explain anything. And we found, or we could see, that people like that. People like that sense of discovery. People like just getting thrown in there um, and figuring out things for themselves. And I think that's why there was a lot of pushback with Sun and Moon, is because probably at the time it was being developed, that was the right thing to do and then because it took so long they were like oh we we missed the mark i mean i'm just yeah. i'm just giving my opinion i yeah. don't have a lot of proof of i that, mean but... i
2: think i think like there are they're like we're seeing this play out in a lot of different games where hard modes or harder difficulty are coming back more like people are craving games that are are far more challenging where you have to figure a lot of things out because <laughs> well, yeah, but because people are also very used to looking on the internet to figure out how to do something, right, like I think much more you know as you progress, it's like, I don't know how to do this, well, I'll look up a YouTube tutorial, I'll look up somebody doing this, I'll look up somebody how they did this yeah. so I can get I can get a start, and I don't need that in game anymore, and I think that changed very drastically, I think that changed fast. It's funny and I think you... Sun and Moon came out. During that time, when it was like right during that change,
0: it's funny you say that because I went back to Destiny this weekend and uh, I was like, okay, I want to get through this quest as soon as as quick as possible, but I don't know where the next step of the quest is. And the first thing I did is I just typed the quest name into Google and I clicked on the first YouTube video and I just followed the YouTube video on how to do it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have when I'm playing a lot of games, I have my phone right here, and I look up, like if I'm entering, like in Final Fantasy fourteen, if I'm entering a dungeon for the first time, I have my phone up to read what the bosses are, what the, what I'm expected to do, so that I can get through it without dying all the time. You know? So, like, I think the idea that everybody has much more portable access to instructions is is more prevalent now than it was even four years ago.
0: I will also say it was, it was funny because uh, I started to play the challenge mode in Black 2. Uh, sorry. Yeah. I unlocked the challenge mode in Black 2. Black I transferred two it. White two? I transferred white it two. to White 2. Um, and I was about to battle Roxy, the second gym leader. Uh, and I was like, okay, I have like, no clue what Pokemon she has. Because in, in, when you play it in normal, she has two Pokemon. And I couldn't really remember what they were besides they were probably poison. And then in, in challenge mode, she has three. And uh, I did lose to Charon when I first battled (laughs) Charon. It was funny because I was like, okay, well, you know, if I lose to Roxy, you know, no big deal. At least I know what to expect. And somebody in chat, because I was streaming it, was like, just look up the move. Like, look up what she has and look (laughs) up the moves. (laughs) And I'm thinking, and I said, well, yeah, I could do that, but that defeats the purpose of this supposedly being hard. Yeah. (laughs) Which is always funny, because I always hear from fans that they want the Pokemon games to be harder, but, I mean, if you're going out of your way to look up what the gym leader has, aren't you kind of contradicting yourself?
2: Yeah.
1: I think what's interesting, and, like, for me and Greg, we grew up in a time, like, our childhoods, video games were primarily in the arcade, pay a quarter to play the video game, and... There was, like, I, I don't know if I can say this the right way, but, like, no guarantee that you could ever win. And, like, I'm thinking right. of games like Centipede, where yeah. you could play, and it's just, like, you're just never going to be fast enough. You're never going to be skilled enough to to win. And
2: Well, I mean, you are, like... You will eventually develop the twitch muscles to get there. After if I had enough like dollars. <laughs> exactly. yeah, like in it's time, not, you know, it's it's definitely like the arcades were just, you know, yeah. But my mama wasn't going to let me
1: sit in an arcade for eight hours a day. You know, True. if I was there for two hours, it was it was my birthday, and I got to go to the arcade for my birthday. But but we've kind of shifted, right? Where now it's like every video game that comes out everybody expects to be able to defeat it. And that's just, that's not the philosophy that we started out with. It was no. like, we're going to make a game that's so difficult. You'll never get to the last level. And that's like, if you do, it's a real achievement. Donkey Kong. You know?
2: Yeah. But I think a lot, what's different now also is the achievements that you get are limited to your home. Like there was something to having your initials as the high score. of oh, the heck, arcade, yeah. That, that, that public, that public display of skill doesn't exist a lot in home games, right? Like now home games are much more about a shared experience and everybody being able to pull their weight. And I think that's a very different philosophy. Now, there are definitely competitive games. Like you can definitely get into them. You know, there's all of the MOBAs and there's all of the Tetris 99 you know, leaderboards. Yeah. Like that, that, that exists. That has started to exist now that. A lot more things are connected to the internet. The internet is reliable. Um, and so I think we're seeing the dawn of hard modes and harder games coming back because we're back to a much more competitive public. And as they're pushing esports, a more competitive side that everybody has access to, not just top players. Yeah. So I think we are seeing a shift back, like back towards, and I don't think. Pokemon, the core storyline game, ever means to be anything else but something that you can casually play and complete, and the competition comes after. I think that's always going to be the philosophy for Pokemon games, and I don't think that's a problem. So, like, they are probably going to stop doing more of the hand-holding. Like, I think even they're realizing that kids who are 10 have access to phones and the internet... Uh and don't have the same sort of handhold necessities that that existed before.
0: Uh Pokemon.com says, How do you feel about Dynamax differing from Mega Evolutions or Z moves? Uh Omori says we wanted to try to take on that power up gameplay that we had with Mega Evolution and Z moves. We kinda combined the twos the two in those ways with Dynamax. Your Pokemon are powering up and growing much stronger, but their moves will change to be much stronger as well. Of course, we also wanted to make it strategic uh, with players choosing exactly when to use Dynamax, which is why we limited the power to just three turns. When introducing a new element to Pokemon battles, such as Dynamaxing, how would you maintain the balance to keep these battles interesting? Omori goes, that's a tough question. But One of the goals that we tried to set out with uh, was making it so that any Pokemon could be viable in battle. Virtually all the Pokemon can Dynamax in the game. Even Pokemon that may not have been given a chance to have the spotlight until now will have a chance to use that ability. Uh, That was one of the things we mainly considered from a balance perspective. Which is really interesting because I don't think they've really said something like that before in the past. Of course, Mega Evolution was limited to about 50 Pokemon. Yep. And uh, Z-Moves were...
2: Everybody could use Z-moves, but it was still wasn't necessarily your best option. right? Yeah, they,
1: they weren't enough to change the meta.
0: Yeah, I, no. don't, I don't know if Z-move Dunsparce, if Dunsparce was your favorite, I don't think it had the HP or the speed or the defense to survive anything. Well,
2: hey, now, don't be, do not, do not diss my boys, Dunsparce.
0: Will you be able to use Dynamax in, Pokemon in player versus player? Yes. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah.
2: All right, moving on. Next.
0: Uh they do talk about max raid battles, which I think we've talked about bef- we talked about last week. It's kind of the same here. Um, you can do max raid battles by yourself. Uh it will fill with con- computer controlled NPCs, which I think we did talk about last week. Uh pokemon.com says, "Tying into the Wild Area, we wanted to get your thoughts on evolution of wild Pokémon encounter throughout the series." Of course, We used to randomly encounter Pokemon in the tall grass and eventually there would be an exclamation point and a wild Pokemon would charge at you. And now you can sometimes see Pokemon wandering around the screen. What place do you see these methods for encountering wild Pokemon have in the world of Pokemon? Omori says these different methods represent the two different ways of playing, really. With Pokemon roaming around the field, you can see the Pokemon all behaving a bit differently. It feels like a very lively environment with all the Pokemon around you. And you can see the Pokemon that are out there. You can choose if you want to go catch them. If you have a goal in mind when you go encounter a Pokemon, you can catch this, that specific one. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of enjoyment to, to be had in not knowing what you're going to get. It's kind of a different process when you're engaging in both systems. I wanted to have both Pokemon Sword and Shield preserve the discovery of going into a random encounter.
2: Love it. Love it, love it, love it.
0: Yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's, a, it's wonderful, yeah. I think yeah, it's a good compromise for sure. Sun and Moon and even uh, Omega Ruby off of Sapphire had uh, like little butts shaking in the grass. Uh, yeah. That kind of stood out. That was kind of cute.
1: Did you ever make your instructional series about how to
0: <laughs> measure the rapidity
1: of the shaking grass for shiny hunting?
0: Oh, in
2: uh, X and Y? No, I did not. <sighs> you, Vital information, and you are letting the fan base down. Oh, no. We
1: just need a TED Talk
2: on this. Yeah, welcome to my I feel TED like talk. my
0: Twitch streams are nothing but TED Talks.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> TED Talks uh, for 12-year-olds. There, yeah, <laughs> well, there is.
2: <laughs> well, TED Talks.
0: Is, is, there's some more to this interview. It'll be in the show notes if you, if you want to catch up. Let's take our last break. When we come back, we'll talk about the National Decks. We'll have Question of the Week, and then we'll have Pokemon of the Week. So we will be. And
2: Wizards Unite wizards unite oh yeah
0: wizards unite oh well, we'll start off with wizards unite all right all right
2: we'll start off with a short conversation
0: okay so we'll be right back stop going to sam's club stop buying the four gallon tub of peanut butter okay, but
2: sam's club has some really good deals stop stop
0: stop, stop going to sam's club ah, the 18 pounds of cream cheese is on sale
2: Somehow, I got two dogs that need
1: pills. You can't eat 18 pounds of cream cheese before they expire. Ah. The 18 pounds of cream cheese is on sale.
0: Ah.
1: The 18 pounds of cream cheese
0: is on sale. And we are back from our break. We'll we'll spend just a couple minutes on this. Harry Potter, Wizards Unite. Came out Uniting of the Wizards on uh came out on Thursday. Uh, Worldwide release, I believe, was Friday. So just a couple days old. I am level six, I think, in it, which I don't know.
2: Oh, loser! I'm level nine.
0: Okay, all right. Um,
2: where the game really gets good? No, it doesn't.
0: (laughs) uh, (laughs) Niantic's third game. They made Ingress. They then made Pokemon Go, and uh, now with I believe Warner Brothers Studio. Uh, It is a game you can download and play, and uh, it's a... I I like
2: it. I'm having a love-hate relationship with it right now. (laughs) Uh, I hate the energy system. Um, It's also, like... There was something about the ease of throwing a Pokeball that doesn't exist in Harry Potter with the tracing. It's... It's not as walk-around friendly. It's walk around, find the thing, stop, and do the spell sort of play style because it's really hard, one-handed or two-handed, to draw the pattern well and not miss a part and then be like, You didn't do the spell right. So it feels it feels less it feels more like a game game where you sit at your desk and play the game and then when you need stuff you walk around to all the inns, and then come back to sit down to play the game again. Which is really weird. But I don't think the spell system or the combat system is really conducive to walking, whereas it feels more conducive in Pokemon Go, because you can do the curveballs and still walk. It's just one motion, not a wide variety of patterns that you have to match. Yeah, I've already hit my inventory limit. I've already hit a My potion limit, like, I've already started hitting the limits in the game. Um, I do find the profession system interesting. Like, it's an actual talent tree that changes how you interact with the game, and I love that part of it. So, like, that's still keeping me engaged, whereas I don't see it as uh, I should get up and walk my neighborhood and see what's out there. It's like I'll open it up and what's around me, especially like if I'm at dinner or at lunch and I'm at a place and we, like, my husband and I will pop it open, see what's around, do the spells, and then we're done. So it, it's a very different experience.
1: So as somebody who's not going to play this game, what is the, what is the reason? What is the story? What, what, what is the motivation for actually interacting with this game?
0: Uh you like Harry Potter?
2: Yeah, well there's uh, actually I mean I like story Harry line. Potter. There's a storyline in the game. Like the game is telling you a bizarre story where a ma- a major spell has been cast and everything's mixed up and you are trying to get clues to see who cast the spell and how to undo the spell. Voldemort? No. Uh, game over. Cuz this is this is past the movies. You are dealing with adult Harry Potter, adult Hermione Granger, adult random NPCs that they made for this game, all who talk to you. Um, so there is a storyline that's somewhat interesting. It's not great, right, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's something.
0: Um, I think it does, I think it does fill a, a area where people who would play Pokemon Go. Would walk would stop playing because it was too simple and not enough to do. I think right. Harry Potter, Wizards Unite, fit like we we read a couple weeks ago how you know the game will have confoundables and and all these items and even in the article they Niantic and Warner Brothers said that this is a more complicated game than Pokemon Go and they were not lying they were not lying there's a lot of menus there's a lot of systems uh yeah it's funny because we were talking about how sun and moon was very handholdy this game is not and sometimes nope. you're in a menu being like i don't know what a what do i do with this key is this a key i buy do i get these keys from playing is it am i wasting my key yeah. if i put it into this port thing oh the port oh. things are like eggs okay but like I, have is silver you done keys one? better? Is gold keys better? <laughs> like there, there's. Have there's, you done? I I have two things incubating. <laughs> I have two keys okay. incubating.
2: What I did not understand is they meant you have to have a large area. Very seriously, because it re- so it's an, it's a it's a fascinating thing that they do. So you open up these portals. And then you physically walk through the portal. So you have to have enough space that you can walk through the portal that you just opened. And then in game, you are in a different area and you're interacting with a different part of the Harry Potter world on your phone. So it, it erases the world around you and replaces it with a Harry Potter thing. So you actually have to have the space that sounds to rad. be able to walk through it. And it's. The first time I did it, I didn't have space, and I didn't understand what it was asking me to do. And then it's like, remember, you have to have a large a large space. So I I went out to a more open area of my office and sent it there. And it was super fun to walk through, although your time in there is extremely limited. It was, like, super interesting. I think that's what also I was like, this is really kind of a fun part of this game. Like, there's a reward for walking that you get to open this up and then walk through this portal, provided you're in a space that allows you to do it. But that whole thing was very fun. But yeah, it doesn't explain much. Like, the first time I went into actual combat, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, And it took me a long time to realize you have to aim, Mm -hmm. and then you fill up a bar, and then once the bar is full, then you get a spell to cast. Like, it's very interactive. It's not difficult, per se, but it's definitely not something you can do while moving. Um, you're definitely going to have to stop and do combat, especially in the open world, because there are combat in the open world, not just in the wizarding towers. Um, so it, there are a lot of interesting aspects, but it's, it's definitely not an easy game. And it's um, definitely not conducive to like walking around the Mall of America going from end to end and catching things on the way. Like there's a lot of stopping and clearing things out.
0: Yeah, I hundred percent. I, I I agree that it's 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 not the, the Pokemon Go thing of just you know keep walking your loop and catching or running away or spinning, um because the the spells and the when you go into a battle or an encounter or whatever you want to call them, it it does it is more time consuming than just catching a Pokemon. Uh, yep. But that's, like, not bad, because I think no, drawing the spells is really fun. I, I, I do like that there are different spells that you're learning and that you can get better at them, just like you can, you know, get better at throwing Pokeballs, but I, I do think they're interesting, and I do think it's a, you know, I think it's clever.
2: I think it's clever. I don't know. I I haven't decided yet if it's actually fun. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: there's Nice review.
2: Like there's a lot of there are a lot of spells, but a lot of them repeat um the tracking system seems to not be very generous It's like uh,
0: it's more uh, based on speed, what I realized
2: It's more based on speed, but also it's very based on accuracy, like the color of your trace is so you have to go fast and and you have to be accurate, so you have to do both. Uh, Which you'll get better over
0: time Just like, you'll you like know, get better nice, over time Nice and great throws and stuff
2: Yeah I mean I did my 10 masterfuls to get my uh, Spell title um, The portrait system Is super weird <laughs> um, it's, What's the it's, portrait system? So you can take a picture of yourself for your Wizarding license oh, and I think there's, that's cool There's filters and the filters sort of work And you can resize them it, It's cool but it's also like is 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 weird snap it's like a weird snapchat yeah, they're in like your build, game
0: they built in like a for, f- to summarize this maybe to make it a little more simple uh pokemon Go- or sorry harry potter will actually use a picture of you if you wanted to yeah um so it it does have like a snapchat thing so you can take a picture of yourself to put it on your wizard's license Uh, but they have like different scarves that you can put on so if you're like slithering uh, it will like animate a green scarf over you or it will put you in like a hogwarts uniform or it will put harry potter glasses on you or it will yeah. put you in uh, a wizard hat and it actually or a
2: death eater outfit
0: and it which is
2: really creepy
0: and i'm really impressed of how good it works maybe because i don't use snapchat every day and most of the time i see snapchat on twitter uh, i'm like oh yeah that filter looks good it made your eyes a hundred times bigger yeah sure um so
1: wait is there is there a sorting s- sorting into no. houses nope, no
2: you pick your house
1: you just pick, okay. Is there like an in-game character of you that you can buy outfits for?
0: Nope. You can buy more filters for yourself. Yeah. So you can buy, you can buy like, more filters for your,
2: for your uh, portrait. Okay. Because like, one the of house- my
1: issues with like the, especially the Harry Potter movies is it was my understanding from the books that the wizards didn't really comprehend muggle clothing too well. So whenever they would try to dress in normal clothes, it didn't work out particularly well. But then you see the movies and everybody's like dressed fine.
2: Yeah. Well, right? They're it's not the all movies. in robes.
1: So I was like, D- how did they do that for the game? Because I noticed in some of the art for the game, it was like people in jeans and sweaters and stuff. And I'm like, hmm, that's not my idea of the Harry Potter world.
2: I mean, your, your avatar in the world, I believe, changes based off the house you sort yep. yourself into. I have into. a little
0: green wizard. And if you tap on them, he I at you. I have a yellow wizard. Greg, what house cute. are you
1: in?
2: I'm Hufflepuff because I went on to Pottermore twice and it sorted me into Hufflepuff. So. Steve, what house
1: are you in?
0: Slytherin. Really? Yes. Nah. Slytherin actually, speaks I could ambition. See that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, but hmm. it doesn't doesn't do anything. There aren't teams. Yeah. Like, there's, I thought the yet. houses would be yet. teams, but they're not. Yeah. Yet. They're not. It, 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 they may they may add things into the. Wizarding Towers Tower is that adds that in, but right now, anybody who enters into the Wizarding Tower, you all fight together, and there's multiple opponents, so you pick which... You pay your coin to generate your opponent, and then you fight them. I
1: it's, mean, look at where Pokemon yeah. Go started and where Pokemon oh, yeah. Go is now. There is tremendous room for change oh, in adaptation.
0: I This, this game yeah. has launched flaw-free, though, so, I mean, obviously, Props Niantic, yeah. they have the servers to handle it, I'm sure... That, you know, come sometime next week, we'll hear that, you know, this game has been downloaded, you know, 10 million times or whatever. Uh, I'm sure that it will probably make it into the top 10 most grossing. Like, they have their tropes to get your money. Uh, I'm sure it will do very well. And it's clear, like, there's a lot of, I don't know if the right word is love, but there's a lot of care put into this game. There it is. Looks really good. It looks it really. Runs good. really smooth. There's a lot of options that I wish Pokemon Go had. One of them b- being very simple, of like download all assets. So the game, even though the game's more complex and doing more things than Pokemon Go, it runs incredibly smoothly. Um, and it's not. It's not because like they don't care about Pokemon Go. It's just they've learned so much because of Pokemon Go that this is such a polished product. It makes Pokemon Go. It makes the, like the first two years of Pokemon Go look like this giant alpha.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, I'm continuing playing it. Uh, I I do like it. I don't love it. And I think that I think I might like. I've just been so busy this last week that I haven't really been able to like leave my house and play Pokemon Go and walk around. But when when I have like ran errands or like gone through the drive through, I like check Pokemon Go. I see there's like two spawns. I, I catch both spawns, and then I'm still sitting in the drive through. I'm like, okay. Okay, I guess I'll check Harry Potter, and I was like, okay, there's spawns here, yeah. so I'll do these. Yeah, um, and I mean, it, that's what I've been doing, and it, it it's it's fun, uh, but it is yeah. I can I the biggest turnoff isn't the fact that it's Harry Potter, isn't the fact that I don't think like you know people are going to decide between Harry Potter and Pokemon. I think the biggest turnoff is that people will walk away from this game because it's too complicated, and I don't think that's a bad thing, but I think people walk away from Pokemon Go because it's too simple.
2: Yeah, I don't think I don't think. The balance is right. There are... It asks a lot more from you than I think people want in a mobile game. Um, And I think that might spell its doom. Like, the other thing that sort of annoys me is you have daily achievements, but you don't get credit for them until you look at what your achievements are, even though they're the same. Um, And I'm hoping that gets fixed. But I went through collecting all these things, and I looked at my achievement things, and it's like, oh, now pick up two things in the world map. I'm like, I just picked up four, and you didn't count them because I didn't look at your screen. And that's really frustrating. Because they don't change from day to day. The daily quests are always the same. But you have to look at them to start getting credit. That was a big turn-off. I'm like, ooh, not good. Speaking of not good, <laughs>
0: let's talk about this National Dex. Uh, right. I will let uh, Greg and Will begin, but before... Before that, I'll just, you know, not everyone is on Twitter 24-7. Not everyone uses Reddit. Not everyone reads the comment sections on Instagram. I would advise you not to. Nope. But at E3, at the very end of the Nintendo Treehouse, uh, Masuda announced that in this Pokemon game, in Sword and Shield, not all of the Pokemon will be available in Sword and Shield specifically. Now, there's just a up a little bit of confusion here. In Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, there were 400 Pokemon in that Pokedex that you could catch, you could play through. you'd need the other copy, of course to you know get your stakataka or your blacephalon. Uh, you'd have to you know go to GameStop to get your Zera aura. but all in all, there's, I think at the end, there was like 403 Pokemon in that Pokedex. Uh, Poke- there were some Pokemon that did not exist in that Pokedex. Uh, for example, Uh, I do not believe... Now I'm blanking on a Pokemon that didn't exist. Uh, Reuniclus. Reuniclus is not in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Good one. So uh, if you could use Pokemon Bank and you could transfer a Reuniclus into Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon and it would exist, you could use it in battle, uh, you could put it into the daycare and breed with it, um, but there would be no dex entry. Um, and there would be really no history of it existing besides it being in your party or you using it for what you want it you want to use. So Masuda announced that because of the amount of Pokemon that exist currently, there's over a thousand Pokemon, including all models. So what that means is there's eight hundred and nine Pokemon currently in the decks, not counting anything from Galar. Uh, but there are 28 unknown. There are four Oricorio. There is, you know, 18 Silvally. These are all different models. There are currently over a thousand. And he said that in Sword and Shield, you will not be able to move Pokemon that are not in the Galar decks. So going back to our first example, what that means is because Reuniclus was not in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, you would you would not be able to move it over in galar if it did not exist in the galar decks
1: no i mean the the, i think the easiest way to say it is if the pokemon is not in the galar decks you can't have it on your team in the game there's just no way to bring it into the game for you to play with it that's it fundamental
0: yeah yep the reasons for this which have been addressed in the u.s gamer interview uh, and I believe another interview as well with Masuda and Omori is that they really want to focus on balancing the competitive, which they actually talked about in the earlier that we talked about earlier in the show with the, you know, Dynamax. Every Pokemon has the ability to Dynamax and hopefully that will let you use your favorites, even though typically they're at a disadvantage. The other thing is they want to work on Pokemon animations and improve them and make them better. Now we don't know a lot about Dynamax, of nope. course. We've, you know, I don't, I don't. It's, it's hard to, you know, judge Dynamax uh, when uh, you've only seen like the <laughs> starter Pokemon yeah. Dynamax or like a Pidgey yeah. Dynamax. It's very hard to judge that. Uh, just like it's kind of hard to judge Z moves when you know all you're seeing is a Rockruff use Breakneck Blitz. Very hard to like judge that. Obviously, Z moves were very important to the competitive scene. You know, after you beat the Elite Four uh as for animations uh we have seen some new animations there is uh new animations from wingle uh uh there are new animations from a chop that we've seen uh and just for comparison because this is being this is brought up a lot uh when Pokemon switched to three d back with x and y, they made very very big uh three d models now of course the three d s could not handle those three d models but they were they were made in uh, with the mindset of other games, will use this. So the the same 3D model you see in X and Y is the same in Sun and Moon. It's the same in Omega Ruby. It's actually the same in Pokemon Go, and I'm sure they've used them in other games. Now, at surface level, and of course, no, you know, no one's dumped the data on this game. At on surface level level, a Machop looks like a Machop, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like the Machop right. rocking around it looks like a you know Machop that you expect, but uh, it does have a different animation than it does in in Sun and Moon and in Pokemon Go. Now you can do the research yourself. You can open up Pokemon Go, find a Machop, tap on it, see the animation. Go into you know Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, which actually might be pretty easy. Find it in the Pokédex, Machop, and then press the A button to make it animate. You'll notice that the Pokemon Go animation and the the Let's Go animation are are a hundred percent similar. Uh, and then I would advise you to watch footage. Uh, I, I picked Machop because it's very easy to find. They encounter a Machop in the footage. And you'll see the animation is different. Um, you will also see that the animation is different for Weavile when it Dynamaxes. The animation that Weavile does uh, is something we've never seen before. Um, I'm just saying that because that's just one of the bullet points that people say is, you know, if you're, why don't you just dump all the Pokemon... Um, The animations don't look different. Those are just two very examples, two simple examples of Pokemon animation being different. Um, But those are the reasons they've used publicly. One, they want to make the competitive scene better. Two, they want to improve animations. So because there are a thousand plus models, they're not allowing all Pokemon to come into Galar. But all your Pokemon will be able to go into Pokemon Home.
1: Machop and Weavile, confirmed.
0: Yeah, yeah, confirmed.
1: So I I would say uh, my reaction is I'm uh, 100% furious because I've spent the past I don't know how many months breeding a shiny bug team, and now I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring my shiny bugs (laughs) (laughs) together with me, and I still don't have my shiny cutie fly. Of course, I'm being ridiculous. Um, My whole philosophy on this, and especially as somebody who works in maintaining Uh, software services and you know operational software things is any customization is risk and you never know how one specific customization is going to interact and impact the entirety of the system and from my point of view every single pokemon is a customization and that's why you know With every game, there have been glitches because you just can't catch every single interaction that every customization is going to have in every potential situation where it could exist. And, you know, we we just have moves that break the game or, you know, Pokemon that glitch out. And it's because they just like over a scope of a thousand different versions, there's no way... To capture, test, and play test for all of that in a reasonable amount of time to release a game, you know, within a certain period of time, I'm fine with them limiting. You know th- that this is going to be the Galar experience. These are this is what's available in Galar. I don't. I'm not. I don't care. I don't. Uh, it, it is not a worry for me to say. Oh, in six months they'll introduce a patch and it'll include more Pokemon. No, 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 no. Give me my Galar experience. This is the Galar experience. Maybe the next game has a different regional decks that has different Pokemon. Shuffle it up a little bit, but I, I, yeah, I'm 100% fine with it. Give me a defined experience. They're not taking anything away from me. Every single Pokemon I have stored in Pokemon Bank is still in Pokemon Bank. And honestly, you could see this coming because you couldn't view the entirety of your Pokedex in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, Sun and Moon. You got a little marker for it because you had the stuff in Pokemon Bank and you synced them up. But you couldn't just view that entire Pokedex in those games. Absolutely not. You could only see the regional one. So that was kind of your first sign that something like this was coming down the pike.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think we all knew this was coming at some point, and this is the time they pulled the trigger. So, I will walk through my journey on this. Uh, initially, I was very upset. Uh, I was bummed out because my expectation of what I like, what I expected to have happen didn't happen. And so, there's always going to be that emotional response to not getting what you expected.
0: Yeah.
1: Try to like, um, like me and my dating life. Oof. Yeah.
2: Like, like Will's dating <laughs> life is it? Will has been crushed so often that this was a blip on his radar. I, I, you know, I get it. It's upsetting, but then I had to sort of sit down and think, what am I actually missing out on? What experience am I going to not have? Especially since home was coming out months after these games. And really, it's whatever I would do in the end game, making my own team with whatever I wanted to do, whatever the end game is going to be. If there is any, I don't know, or playing through my copy of shield with the with the team that I decided to choose, which, again, I would have to wait to play S.H.I.E.L.D. like, months after the games came out to even have that experience. Once I sort of thought about, am I actually really losing anything that is vital to my enjoyment of this game? And I had to be honest, no. Like, I would like to be able to see all of them in this world. Yes, I would like to be able to look at them and take them up for a spin once, and then put them back into home, which is basically all I've ever done in all the other games that had all the options available. And I don't get to get that. That doesn't alter the game for me in any way. I think Nintendo in particular is really trying to not hurt their designers. Like, they are trying to strive for a work-life balance that doesn't exist in a lot of other games and They are focused on a different set of expectations and what they want to present than I think people are used to, and they are willing to make those choices, and I applaud them for trying to treat their employees well, have always been trying to treat their employees well, and for them taking a stance to say, we want to present the product in the way that we feel is the best way to present this product, um, I think the petitions that exist to force them to change the game are ridiculous. Um, I think if you want to say that you are unhappy with this game, don't buy the game. That is your control factor. If sales tank, then they'll go back to the drawing board and figure out why sales tanked. But if everybody still buys it and plays it and does all the things and puts 100 hours in it, then it worked right they still gave you the experience that matched 90% of what you wanted and you still gave them your money and you still put in the time it's okay to be upset like your expectations weren't met but i i honestly want to say think about what you're losing if what you're losing is game breaking don't buy the game or don't you know there's nothing that says you have to buy the game immediately You can wait a month and see what people say and what the reviews are, or see, watch a friend play it and decide, is there enough for me knowing that this isn't there to buy the game? And kudos for them for telling everybody way ahead of time. Like, this could have been a last-minute announcement, and they didn't do that. I think that's a huge amount of respect that they gave to their fan base, that they warned us up front and said, you know knowing this might affect sales but we are going to be transparent about this we aren't doing this and we're telling you well before the games show up
1: can you imagine the outrage if like people started oh, playing the game and yeah. then it was like wait a minute wait what wait yeah. where who what yeah, I, yeah. my Burmy
2: yeah <laughs> my basculins <laughs> where's my basculins
0: I wrote down some uh, I wrote down some thoughts here in the nine his nine years of doing this show I think I've <laughs> I think I've written down thoughts on paper maybe like three or four times just because like I don't want to get long-winded so if it sounds like I'm reading uh I probably I probably am because I I wrote I wrote some stuff down but so and and part of the reason why I wrote stuff down is because I've talked about this topic pretty much every single day since the initial announcement and because I do end up streaming on Twitch uh for six hours a day six days a week uh as you can tell um (laughs) I, I I I'm very exhausted on this topic. I've I've kind of explained it and kinda of gone back and forth. But I do want to say before I totally go into this that, you know, when they initially announced it I was disappointed. I do have very similar thoughts uh of Greg and Will and I'm gonna try to avoid everything they brought up. Uh so this conversation isn't just us talking in circles. Uh and I hope that what I'm about to say is comes off more, I guess, educational instead of like Uh, emotionally charged, which I think a a lot of these arguments are, you know, based off emotion. Uh, So so topic number one is Game Freak's size. Again, I kind of want this to just be a little informational. If you do what you want with it after I'm done talking, uh, if you care, if you want to do research yourself or you want to change your opinion or not change your opinion, that's totally fine. But as of 2018, Game Freak has 143 people employed in 2016. They released sun and moon, uh, which sold 10 million copies in the first week And then 16 million copies worldwide Uh, Also, when Sun and Moon came out That was the 20th anniversary Uh, In 2017 They released a non-Pokemon game Called Giga Wrecker Which came out on Windows And in 2017 they also released Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon And then 2018 Last year they released Pokemon Quest And Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee Now in 2019 they're Planning on releasing Sword and Shield (laughs) Uh, they have re-released Giga Wrecker, uh, which is available on Switch if you care to try a Game Freak game that is not Pokemon. <laughs> I looked it up. It's 25 bucks. Apparently somebody at this company of 143 people is working on town. I don't know how many, but somebody's working on it. An argument I see is that Pokemon is the biggest media franchise in the world, which is true. Uh, they have grossed $90 billion so far. Uh, The video game part of this, which I think gets a little bit forgotten in the argument of, you know, Pokemon being this huge media franchise and why can't they put all the Pokemon into a game. The video game part, uh, if we pull that away from the 90 billion, is actually only 17 billion. Uh, And if I just do some quick math here, that's about 5%. So 5% of the 90 billion actually comes from all of the video games. Uh, To break that part a little bit more, Pokemon Go... Uh, Has made 3 billion of the 17 billion. So I do want to compare this to another video game, which is Call of Duty, which has also grossed 17 billion as well. Just some perspective there. Call of Duty, I think, has existed since 2002. And so now going back to the number of people working at Game Freak 143 people working as of 2018 that we know. Uh, To put that in perspective, Bungie, who's, you know, they've made Halo, they've made Destiny, they have 600 employees. Uh, You guys probably heard of Capcom. They've made Monster Hunter, Devil May Cry. Uh, While I don't know how many people are on a specific team, Capcom employs 2,832 people. Rockstar, which uh, makes Grand Theft Auto, if you didn't know. They have 2,000 employees. Uh, Respawn Entertainment, they've made Apex. Uh, 315 employees. Riot Games, uh, which is going to be a, a, a part of this conversation. Riot uh, which makes League of Legends a very, very popular game. 2,500 employees at League of Legends. Um, so I'm not trying to defend or say Game Freak is some small indie company. Uh, but they have made some pretty successful games with, uh, 143 people. And I, I, I just, I, I, I don't personally like the argument that I see of like, Game Freak should just hire more people to, uh, you know, fix this solution of, you know, I I guess the argument uh, here is we want all the Pokemon. Game Freak give us all the Pokemon. <laughs> um, I don't think that you know hiring more people is is the solution, and I I also don't like that solution because I don't think fans and or customers should dictate how many employees should you know be at a company. Right, two thousand five hundred people at Riot Games. I have I can't even imagine uh, what <laughs> these people do. As Greg already said, uh, you know, Nintendo's come out and said they want, you know, their employees to have a good work and life balance and stuff. And while Game Freak isn't specifically Nintendo, obviously Nintendo is the publisher and uh, one-third owner of the Pokemon company. So I have some examples about this, like, a uh, huge argument about how, like, maybe people should hire more. Uh, the first example is Joe from Cerebi. Uh You could easily argue with, you know, anyone that if Joe hired more people for his website... The website would look better. It would have fewer errors. Um, you know, it'd be you know quicker, be able to function better on devices like PC or console or mobile. Um, and while Joe does say there's a mobile version coming, you could easily argue that mobile version should have existed, um, you know, several years ago. Uh, but that's you know no one's call except Joe, right? If Joe decides to you know hire people uh, or have people working. His workday balance suddenly changes. Instead of you know him doing everything, he, instead of him doing the coding and the designing and stuff, he is now coding, designing, and managing a team. And again, going back to, I just don't think that a, a solution is fans yelling, just hire more people. You know, If Game Freak wants to be 150 people or 100 people or 30 people, that, I, I think that's Game Freak's decision.
1: Yeah, but but also, right? The most expensive thing for any company are the employees. Yep. You know, it's not only you look at salaries and you can say, "Oh, you know, this person is paid $70,000 a year." Their actual cost to the company for a $70,000 a year position is probably 80 to $85,000. Yep. And you're talking about software developers. Software developers don't come cheap. And especially in, well, I don't know about Japan, but in Seattle, they want benefits, and they want good benefits, and those <laughs> don't come cheap either.
2: Mm-mm. I mean, we can get into a lot about the cost of employees. Just understand, it's more complicated than you think, um, and and even when you think you figured out how complicated it is, it's even more complicated than because. Hiring people means you also have to hire people to manage those people, and you have to hire HR yep. people to deal with those Like yep. It's just not hiring one employee. And there's an there's entire an assumption of,
1: There's an assumption of competency. Like yeah. You're going to just – Plop the, them you in know, and they're going to work. Yeah, all, all workers are equivalent, and you could just plug people. Uh-uh-uh. It nah. takes time training.
0: Mm.
2: It It's more complicated to add people than you think. It's not a simple solution.
0: I have a second example of the hiring thing, but I have to bring up my second point here, which is the point two is the boycott the game, right? We've seen a lot of people on social media saying, you know, they're not buying Sword and Shield until uh, all the Pokemon are in the Pokedex. Now, I did run a poll on our Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. About 1,200 people participated in the poll, and about 83% of people that participated said they do plan on buying the game. 6% of people said they were not. And 11% of people said they were undecided. Now that's you know only a a small market share of you know going back to Sun and Moon, uh, 10 million copies sold in the first week. Thousand people is a very very small share, but I would say that that was about accurate for Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, and Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon around the time of about 80 to 85% of people saying they plan on buying these games. Um, but point number two is the boycott. To piggyback off what Greg said earlier, if you are truly unhappy with the direction of this video game or any video game, don't buy it, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, for me, I was extremely unhappy with Destiny 2. I put 1,300 hours into Destiny 1. Very, very excited for Destiny 2. I think my total play count in Destiny 2 is about 60 hours, which is you know, a good amount of time. But, you know, I bought it. I played it. I didn't like it. And so, instead of you know complaining on social media, which I mean if you want to you know be my guest, uh, I just started playing other games. There are plenty of games out there that I enjoy, and Destiny Two was not one of them, although Destiny Two has made a lot of changes that you know you know brings me back in from time to time. but uh, there are plenty of other games to enjoy if you grew out of Pokemon or if you know you decided that this was the 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 breaking point you know. Simply the best thing you can do is not buy the game. I, I don't think that b- doing uh, a bandwagon of, you know, making these petitions or, or doing a boycott really actually works. Uh, and the reason I say that is because it's been proven not to work. Uh, so when you boycott like video games or other forms of media, the problem with that is uh, it hurts the employees working on the game, but it doesn't hurt the top level management, right? They are always going to get paid first and then your employees are going to suffer and i do have an example for this but if you if this is a topic maybe that you're interested in i would recommend uh listening to uh the giant bomb podcast they had a really great developer session where they brought in tons of different developers to talk about a a, var- a variety of things involving games and making games and i think a lot of this uh you know conversation is maybe an under misunderstanding of how games are made or maybe uh you do care about games are made but you know you might not know the full story but specifically in that uh riot games which i brought up earlier they make league of legends there was a boycott around that because uh riot games were mistreating their employees um and some of the employees from riot games were just like look boycotting is not the solution to help us it actually hurts us because a lot of these employees that are working on this video game are getting paid minimum wage And the managers are still going to collect their paychecks no matter what. I'm not going to go too into that. It's a pretty serious topic about the harassment and stuff with Riot. But if you want to look into that, that's a really um, great topic. Which then also leads me into the conversation about Crunch, which we talked about. Uh, Nintendo delayed Animal Crossing because they didn't want to work their team overtime. They publicly stated this. Apex got called out for not putting as much content uh, out as quickly and as, as, as much content as Fortnite. Uh, But it's gone on record that the development team of Fortnite expressed that they are being overworked and Respawn, who makes Apex, you know, has publicly stated that they are not worried like they do not want to overwork their team in the sake of just putting out content as fast as possible to tie all these points together. I'm sorry, this is this is very long, but to tie this all together, uh, the reason that I am a streamer and the reason that I, you know, podcast full time is because I lost my job, right? And I don't think I really talked about this on the podcast, but uh, I guess this, this stuff, like the boycott and the, like the hiring people and everything, like effect, affected me directly. Uh, and again, I'm trying to say this more in like an educational and not like an emotional thing. But so when I've joined my last job, I worked there for four years. Uh, I was the fortieth employee, and within two months, that the company I worked for got up to sixty employees. And then about four months after we, you know, got about sixty employees. My company signed a deal with another company that our customers absolutely hated. So, we signed this huge deal of a partnership with another company. Uh, Our customers hated it. And because I was working on the website at the time and I was, you know, helping with social media and stuff, I saw all of that, right? I saw all the Facebook, I saw the Reddit, I saw the Twitter. Because I worked on the website prior to this, you know, the months I worked there, uh, my company was doing about 400 to 500 unique orders a day. Um, so we would get all these orders. They would go down. They would get packed. They would get sent out. When we signed this deal with this company, we went down to 200 unique orders a day, and we never recovered from it. It was instantly. You know, those people were very vocal, right? They did not like this 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 partnership, and so what they decided to do was not buy our product, which is you know what you can do with Sword and Shield, right? If you do not like not a all the Pokemon are not down there. You could just not buy the game. Uh, or, you know, you can boycott it. Or do what you want to do. Um, so we never recovered. We, were, we went from 400 to 500 orders a day, down to 200 orders a day. The, re- the reality of that, what happened, that I saw firsthand, is after two months of this, we laid off 20 people. And then the 40 people that stuck around, they all got pay, pay cuts, including me. Uh, we lost our 401k. And this entire time, the five managers that worked there, they were fine. They still got paid their salaries. They still had their benefits. All of these people that boycotted our company resulted in 20 people losing their job and everyone else losing their 401k and getting pay cuts. Now, I'm not saying this to, you know, say like, oh, you should feel sorry for me or oh, like that's what you get for signing. Like, unfortunately, I had no say. (laughs) I didn't even know this, this, this deal was happening but it's just my first hand experience with you know boycotting a company is it didn't hurt management they they still got their big paychecks it just hurt all these people that were you know getting paid minimum wage to work at this company and they liked what they did but now they have to find another job a couple months passed and we laid off another 10 people which brought the team down to 30 about you know 2 years after that initial signing with that company we closed our doors we just Didn't have enough money anymore uh, based off about 200 orders a day. Uh, There was some other stuff with like rent and whatnot. But anyways, the final point here is the other thing I've been seeing thrown around on the internet is people calling Game Freak lazy. Uh, This is just, you know, being lazy. Now I've already talked about how many people work at Game Freak and whatnot. But again, another example here is we had three people after all of these, you know, employee cuts working in order fulfillment. So they were in charge of packing these 200 orders, making sure there were no errors, making sure that they went to USPS before 5 p.m. so that customers would get their orders as fast as possible. A couple days a year, uh, for the last two years we were in business, we would get some days where we would have 300, 400 orders. Those would only be days where we would have like a blowout sale or Black Friday. And as it turns out, three people packing those orders they couldn't do that, right? They couldn't do 300, 400 orders a day. They could do 200, maybe even 250, but when all of a sudden we had these three to 400 order days, they couldn't complete that. Does that all of a sudden mean they're lazy when they were doing their job efficiently, but a couple days a year they couldn't? Should we have, like, the, is the question, like, we should we hire more people to get all those orders out, but then the next day we don't really need those people? You can kind of see where I'm going with, like, hiring people or, like, Understanding that, like some days in a job, you 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 have you have deadlines, right? Uh, t- like time constraints are a real thing in any job. So, um, that's pretty much my rant. Uh, that was kind of my firsthand experience of you know time constraints. You know, having a lot of people working, having less people working. That that's it. That's all I got. I'm super excited for Sword and Shield. I think James Turner is. Just as excited as all the fans. Yeah. Uh, he's every day on social media posting very cute drawings of Diglett. Uh, yeah. I am bummed that not all the Pokemon are, are in this game, but it sounds like they didn't make this decision in an instant. It sounds like it was a very hard decision. But it, I mean, if Game Freak believes that this is going to be the best Pokemon game they're putting out, I, I I want to know what it is. I'll play
2: it and see. And if I don't like it, then I make my decisions. Like, I left WoW after putting 14 years in WoW because I did not like the game anymore. I didn't like where they were going. I tried to play it. I didn't like it anymore, and it's sad. I It was my first MMO. I played it for 14 years. Now I Pokemon had Pokemon will be your friends. next MMO. Yeah, it will be. Um, but I had a ton of friends there, and just to walk away from it hurt. Like, I still think, should I go back? And then I have to remember, no, I just... I no longer liked that game. And that's okay. Sometimes things change and you don't like them anymore. You're not, there's nobody holding a gun to your head to say, yeah, I have to play WoW. I can make that choice. And, you know, you can. WoW is suffering right now because they made choices that a lot of people didn't like and they're trying to fix it. And it was, you know, that's the requirement of me leaving. Like, I did leave. I don't pay any money anymore. And that's the, That's the choice we have here. We don't have a lot of other choices. I, and- also,
1: I also think if people are super concerned, right, that, you know, this particular program will have a day-by-day playthrough, you can hear about the impact of that decision on how the game plays, if you like listening yeah. to Steve talk about it. And don't don't buy it day one. Wait, you know, two weeks. Yeah, to you get the full playthrough from us, and then make your decision a little more informed.
2: Yeah, you can wait. You can wait. It's fine. You can wait and FOMO decide. FOMO
1: is real, though. The FOMO.
2: Yeah. I mean, they need to make
1: I a Pokemon called it. FOMO.
2: No, yeah, they probably
0: will. FOMO confirmed. Yeah. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to mix up question of the week. <gasps> and I'm going to change it into uh, uh, an article that we missed earlier. It's from Gabe, but uh, Greg can do our jingle still. Oh,
1: this article made me cry.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Do we have to? All right. <laughs> all right. It's time for the question of the week, which is actually now just an article, and the article kind of makes me unhappy, but whatever. <laughs>
0: Okay, so this is uh off Nintendo Soup. Uh, a bunch of people did articles on this. They pretty much just copied and pasted a thread from Reddit, but um R slash Pokemon did a uh Google Doc survey or something of the sort where people would um check which is their favorite Pokemon, uh, with the uh mindset of every Pokemon is somebody's favorite Pokemon. Uh they were not proven true. Apparently they were- apparently not true. <laughs> they were proven wrong. Fifty five 4,000 people voted,
2: I believe? Yeah. 52,000 responses.
0: Okay, 52,000 responses. Uh, I just want to do some quick math real quick. Uh, Again, being educational here, Sun and Moon sold 10 million copies in the first week. 52,000 people, you know, very angry, or most of them were very angry about the national decks. Uh, Let's make math simple real quick. Let's say... Every single person who bought Sun and Moon bought two copies because we can't be sure, right? Right. That's still, five million unique people bought that game the first week. Fifty-two thousand people out of five million people—I uh, believe that's about one percent. Um, yeah, of... I mean,
2: it's it's a it's it's well. First, get this out of the way. It's not a scientific poll. It is a self-selected poll, although. The pool size is large enough. It does, it's enough to make assumptions. It does not represent the entire fan base. It was not done in a controlled setting. It's, you know, 52,000 people that were willing to take a poll that could find it. So, like, did not
1: receive IRB approval. Right. Like,
2: like, it's not like scientific, but it, it does give general trends from which you can talk about things.
0: Sure. Four of those Pokemon did not receive any votes. <laughs> <laughs> four of
1: all Pokemon did not receive any votes, yes. Yeah.
0: Your your uh your four Pokemon are Silcoon, Gothita, Electric, and Young Goose. Womp.
1: Why does Unova have to be overrepresented?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean hit heavily Unova. Oof. Uh, Pokemon.
1: Do people not realize that uh <laughs> Electric is the only in that entire line, evolutionary line, Electric is the only one that learns moves by level up. do, do you folks not
2: get no, this? they don't know. Also, <laughs> that, it's interesting, like the whole Gothitelle line maxed out at sixteen people.
0: Well twenty one, twenty one. But yeah, but
2: like Tim,
1: Gothitelle Timpole was sixteen lose, was the I Timpo learns no moves by leveling up. Electros learns no moves by leveling up. Only Electric does.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: for some hey, reason. Gumshoes got four. There are four Gumshoes fans out
1: there. <laughs> clue for next, few, week, next week's Pokemon of the week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my, got zero votes.
0: My favorite argument isn't, uh, you know, the past two weeks you know, bring back the national decks. Oh, you know, I'm very drained on that conversation. I do love the sudden outburst of Game Freak pandering to Gen 1. Uh, And it can be frustrating, uh, for sure, you know, again, but these are a lot of people that wanted to go go back to Kanto at the end of Sun and Moon because Lily went to Kanto and then they came out with a Kanto remake and then everyone was mad. But... My favorite part of this was, you know, all the people very, very upset about the Gen 1 pandering. Let me read you the top three Pokemon. (laughs) Charizard. The top four. Charizard, number one. Which is, I saw a lot of people very upset that Leon has a Charizard. I don't know. I feel like... I know it's the number one. "Mm, uh, You... Uh, hey, if your most popular, one of your most popular Pokemon continues to be popular, what? What? You include it? I don't, yeah. That seems like good. You know, that seems like being respectful to your fans. <laughs> number two, Gengar. Number three, Arcanine. And just for kicks, number four, Bulbasaur. Oh, Bulbasaur. Game Freak yeah, should yeah. stop pandering to Gen One. Hey, by the way, the top four Pokemon are all Gen One Gen Pokemon. One. Yeah. What it's are you gonna <laughs> You can't real Rough. Oh, there's so much like <sighs> there's so much back and forth. Like, Pokemon fans are extremely passionate and extremely vocal for sure. But And extremely hypocritical. Also, there's I'm a lot just... of Eevee hate going around, Yeah, especially with the uh, North America International Championships, and Eevee and Pikachu are the two things that walk around. Uh, Eevee came in at number nine. Pikachu's not even top ten. I don't, like, I literally don't know what to tell you guys anymore.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to shout out to Roserade Nation.
0: I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there that Silcoon is their favorite Pokemon.
2: Uh, <laughs> not in this list. Not
0: on this list. Two people voted for Cascoon. I know, isn't that weird? Uh, but I'm yeah, sure weird. it's because it's got the angry eye. I'm I'm sure there is somebody out there who's deeply crying, holding a Silcoon plush off Etsy, just very uh, upset. I, I I it's fun. It's always fun to see what Pokemon rank. Um,
2: Basculin got five
0: votes. I think if if anything, this proves that. Uh, you you have a very, I think the last two weeks have also proved that you have this very local, a very vocal, uh small, small, small percent of people complaining. They're very loud and they're very vocal. I mean, if you go to an Instagram account and you look at like, you know, a Pikachu and an Eevee dancing at the North American internationals, you'll see 400 comments. And of the 400, 350 of them are hashtag bring back the national decks. But you have to it's put that in depressing. put that in perspective. Three hundred people out of let's just, again just assume that everyone bought two copies. Five million people buying Sun and Moon is so insignificant um, that like it's hard to uh, do. You change a game to the for the one percent. No. Do you change a game for the five percent? Like when do you make these decisions? I'm not saying Game Freak should or should not do that, I just, I don't know. I, I know when, you know, you do 500 orders a day, and the next day you have 200 orders, uh, you probably messed up as a company. <laughs> yep. I also,
1: I was just going to say, I don't understand internet commenters, because I was on Instagram the other day, and one of my favorite lifters, like, posted a graduation photo. And, like, None of the people who commented were like, congratulations on graduation. It was all just like these nasty things about people's appearances. Yeah, and, everything.
0: and I'm like, what, what do you
1: get from just being mean for no reason?
0: Well, uh, people with I... lives don't do that, right? I mean, like uh... scientifically proven that you
2: get a lot. Like, there, there's, a, there's a huge rush that people chase when they do those things. I mean, there is psychological reasons that people are nasty anonymously on the internet. Well, how our brain chemistry works. But just everybody ask yourself, am I bringing happiness into this world, or am just making people miserable? You're just making people miserable.
0: Stop. But I mean, if you're like a mom working a 9-to-5 job with two kids, and you're living your best life, like, genuinely you're, like, really happy with life, like, are you are you then going out of your way to, like find time to leave nasty Instagram comments or, you know, you know, going on my mom, going on Reddit, upvoting, hitting a little up arrow, being like, I agree, I agree, I agree. No, you're probably like, I don't know, being a productive member of society. (laughs) Oh, Oh, tall, tall request there. All right. Will, give us our Pokemon of the week.
1: So last week's Pokemon of the week, which Pokemon was I least happy to catch as a shiny in Pokemon Go?
0: I think I know the answer. I think I know the answer. It's. Swine Swine Swinub.
1: You are both correct. And we actually said it at the beginning of the episode because I already had eight shiny swine I did not need a ninth shiny <laughs> swine nub.:
2: Zero shiny swine nub, and I'm okay.
1: You can have some of mine because those oh, little cockroach looking you. buggers can.
2: Do not like the shiny.
1: Little green cockroaches. Yeah, yeah. Got a shiny Swinub, which I certainly had no use for. All right. Do you have any trivias about Swinub?
2: It's super cute.
1: Nah, it looks like a cockroach.
2: No, it doesn't. I like Swinub.
1: looks like a henroach.
2: I hate Piloswine, and I love... Mamoswine? Mamo swine, Love, 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 love.
1: Nobody loves those middle evolutions. Uh,
0: Swinub is one of the few Pokemon with the same exact Sprite in both gold and silver.
2: Oh, dang, they're right.
0: Uh, Swinub wow. is the only Pokemon that can, resist, that can be resistant to damage from all types of weather, including Shadow Sky, without the aid of an ability. Wow, what is Shadow Sky? Shadow Sky is from Gale of Darkness. Yep. I gotta play that game. It's no, game. don't. Yeah, it's a good game. It's <laughs> yeah, gonna game. be on
1: Switch.
2: Soon. Um, I'm going to pause here and state that I am actively angry that the gold and silver and even the ruby and emerald shiny, it was much more blue and red, and then it changed to mint green for no good reason, and has been stuck with this mint green ever since. And the, the blue and red was so much better. <sighs> All
1: right, this week's Pokemon of the Week. This one I wrote a book.
2: Oh, God. Settle in, kids. As we
1: approach the end of another competitive Pokemon season, we start to speculate about what format the following season will take. We have been in double battles for quite some time now, and over the past year, we have seen transitions including Z moves only, Mega Evolution, and various legendaries allowed to be on teams. Along with a new format, each new Pokemon game typically also includes a new ban list. While the Pokemon Company International does not typically provide details on why certain Pokemon are banned versus allowed, we can typically have an expectation of some that will be banned. The Mythicals typically are because they have high power but can only be received through distributions, which is unfair for some who may wish to compete. Legendaries are also sometimes banned because they can potentially throw off the power balance of the meta. Occasionally, though, they are also allowed. Then there are the bans which may cause us to scratch our heads a little. A move introduced in the Unova region, Skydrop, was banned from competitive play throughout the Unova seasons. Skydrop allows a flying Pokemon to grab an opponent and pull it into the air for one turn. The opponent is then dropped to the ground and dealt damage. Unfortunately, given a unique set of circumstances, In the black and white games, you could cause Skydrop to glitch so that the user would return on the next turn, but the opponent would be left stranded in the air, never to be seen again. (laughs) In Sun and Moon, there was another unique circumstance that would cause Skydrop to turn the user into a zombie. This week's Pokemon was also banned from competitive play for a while. It appears that this Pokemon was the only one that could learn a particular move that made it too dangerous for competitive play. A move so dangerous that it could not even be copied onto a Smeargle using Sketch. This flying-type move has a base power of 65, 20pp, and 100% accuracy. It also has a 100% chance of causing confusion. In Sinnoh and Unova, the move could leverage mechanical capability of the gaming console being used, that functionality has now been removed, and this week's Pokemon can now be used for competitive battles. In Pokemon Go, this week's Pokemon is a region exclusive. While we might expect it to be exclusive to the South American or African continents, it does not appear there. If you know that this continent is known as the land of, and here I wrote four question marks, you should be able to figure out the answer. Ha <laughs>
2: <laughs> How do you
1: pronounce four question marks? Huh? Uh, the land of hmm. There you go. I said typically a little too much. I should have yeah. edited that. I well. shouldn't save my homework for the last five minutes
0: before the program begins.
2: <laughs> Bad student, Will Anderson.
0: Well, We'll be back next week.
2: Yeah, happy Pride. Well, it's still here.
0: I'm sure. In one one week yeah, left. Last, last week of Pride. I'm sure there was something we didn't talk about this week, but that's okay. There's always next week. Uh, if you want and you're curious about what a challenge mode is in Black and White too. we'll be playing that all week on twitch.tv slash PKMNcast. Thanks to, I think there are like five or six people from the podcast finally checked out the Twitch last week, so thanks for popping in. It was good to see you guys. Uh, also, we have a subreddit. Uh, we are almost at 700 users on our subreddit. So, uh, reddit.com slash r slash super effective. Uh, you can, uh, f- not deal with national dex drama on that subreddit because <laughs> <laughs> r slash Pokemon is still a hot mess right now. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast for the podcast, at White Wing for Greg, at Washing the Sink for Will, at Dragging a Lake for me, and, uh, we had a thousand five star reviews in Apple Podcasts, so Yay! thank you, everyone. Uh, we have 1,102 reviews total, but a 1,000 of them are five stars, so thank you, thank you, thank you. How many of those say Will is my favorite? Pro- a lot of them. Probably a lot of them, honestly.
2: <laughs> People need to start writing in that I'm their favorite. All right. Complex. Oh, Greg,
0: you're my favorite. This is your homework. Oh, thank you. If you haven't reviewed us in Apple Podcasts, uh, say that Greg is your favorite. Or say that uh, uh, Steve is the worst host ever. But at least give five stars if you're going to say that. Yeah. But uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the conversations. Hopefully it was enlightening or at least maybe you know, made you think or made you seek out some stuff involving how uh, game development is made. I guess that was kind of my goal. Uh, but uh, thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super effective
2: super stuck in the sky cuz of sky drop glitch oh no <laughs>
1: the other one was with spiky shield if you if you sky dropped on a spiky shield it brought your hp to zero but you stayed in the game
2: (laughs) yes it's it's all uh, that is a problematic move that one there
1: Mm, maybe we've got a few too many pokemon to take care of Hmm. (coughs) Mm.
0: like every podcast on the internet we are funded by patreon This is a shout out to all the supporters at the producer tier on Patreon. A huge thank you to Alex, Anthony, Catherine, Matthew, Jeffrey, Kevin, and Cygnus. If you would like to join our community and support the podcast, you can head over to isc.cash for more information.